Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Good Humans Podcast with me, Cooper Chapman, chatting to the world's best about the inspiring stories that got them to where they are today. Hello all of you good humans out there and welcome to episode number 58 of Good Humans Guest Podcast Episodes. Today is a really fun one, but first I just want to say thanks to everyone who keeps tuning in. This week has been my biggest listen to week yet, so a big thank you to everyone who's new here. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, click five stars if you're enjoying it and most of all, if you're enjoying it, just tell a friend about it because This podcast is for you and the community to learn with me, to learn from these incredible guests being open and sharing their stories because I know every single episode I pick up plenty of new skills when it comes to my overall well-being and yeah, I just continue to learn. So if you are learning, please share it with a friend, take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram, tag myself and the guest and yeah, would love to hear from you. Today's guest is a bloody legend. His name's Jackson Tippett and he's had a really interesting story. He's a fitness and lifestyle model slash coach and just a guy that's been through some really wild ups and downs over the last couple of years. He had a interesting upbringing in, in the country, but then he moved to the coast and got stuck into the gym scene after school when he finished school and yeah, had a pretty tumultuous journey. He'd been addicted to steroids for years and he was so open and sharing with me how he felt, what he went through, why he was doing it and yeah, the lack of education he had before but then the journey he's been on to get clean, to go through the court system and yeah, it's just a story that I learned a lot from because I didn't really know too much about the fitness and steroid industry and how dangerous it can be for our well-being, for our mind and just for our overall health. So let's jump into the chat. Welcome to Good Humans <laughs> Podcast, Jackson Tippett. How My are you man, going, mate? I appreciate you having me on. Um, fucking, I'm, I'm glad we wait. We waited. You know what I mean? Like, it's so much better doing it face to face, bro. You know, you, when you do that Zoom, man, like you got that connection, but like you said, just wait. And I was like, oh fuck, I want to do it right right now. And that was back in Noosa. That's but right. um, I think like three months later, and we're on. <laughs> I know it's so funny. We we've been connecting on social media, and you're like, let's do it, let's do it, and yeah. then. I forgot about that until just now. And then I was like, let's do it on Zoom. And then you were like, couldn't get your camera going and all this stuff. And I was like, let's wait. Let's do it properly. Let's sit down in person, get to know each other and yeah, have a really good chat. And here we are in my little yeah, bro. little dungeon at Mermaid Beach. Primo, primo location. Oh, it's so good. But <laughs> We've even got the drinks on board and everything. I know. So that's how I'm going to start this episode, actually. So Arepa is our sponsor. And I've been doing this with a few guests, giving them a drink to try out the guests that I get to chat in person. So... I'll tell you about it first. So it's a brain function drink that has black currant extract, pine bark extract, and L-theanine. Developed by neuroscientists, millions of dollars of clinical studies and neuroscience has gone into it. So it has literally been proven to work. Yeah. And yeah, we'll have a little sip to kick off so our brains mm. are working mental. Ooh, we'll working well. Tastes good. Mm. Black currant's the best I'm, I'm pretty big into like nootropics and that. So um, do you take mushrooms? Have you taken... Like just cycle? Oh, life cycle. Yeah, life cycle. Yeah, yeah life cycle is yeah. um, my good fr- I used to live with the owner. Oh, bullshit. Yeah. Small world. But yeah, I'm into like, I don't know. Like it's it's funny. As you start to get older, like you get more into like internal health subs and like brain subs. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like finding just ways to improve your body yeah. and health with things that are natural and things yeah. that... I don't know. There's so much out there. And like more just about longevity. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, but when, you know, when I started up, like growing up, like, you know, during my early 20s, it was all just about like fucking image and all of this. I didn't even think about my internal health or like, am I going to live another 10 years? Or Mm. it was just about like, how good can I look tomorrow 
Um, what can I put in my body to make me look better? Mm. And it's so toxic, man. Like, it, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's fully reversed around now where it's like, what can I do to maybe help my liver and kidneys and my mental aspect? And you know what I mean? So it's so funny, like how you evolve and change. Yeah, absolutely. Well, a rep is literally like proven to help your brain, like longevity, cognition. It's not just an initial performance drink. It's also like a brain health drink. So yeah, I'll, have yeah. To, I'll get you some. I'll get them to send you some. Okay. That'll be stoked. But man, good. let's get into the chat. Um, tell the listeners, who are you? What do you do? Yeah, so Jackson Tippett, um, I'm 27 years old. I mean, sorry, 26. Um, online coach. Um, to be honest, I'm in a bit of like, I'm in different fields at the moment. Like, it's not just like I'm doing one thing, but I'd say my main job is an online coach. Um, so I just, I love helping people uh, transform their bodies, but not only their bodies, their mindset. And I do that through uh, nutrition, exercise, and then like a weekly phone call where I tap into their mindset. Um, on the side, I do a lot of modeling brand work for various brands like Culture Kings, um, etc. Um, basically, whoever likes my look, I'm trying to rep their brand. Covered um, in tats. <laughs> covered. <laughs> I love it. I don't know why I did it, but um, that's another story we can go down. <laughs> um, and then on the side, I've got my podcast, the IME podcast. So 160 episodes in and fucking loving it, man. Like the best thing I've ever done. Not getting paid for it at the moment. But biggest passion ever, bro. Oh, like, isn't it the best thing ever? What I, the, I mean, I only just got my first sponsors. Yeah, and I'm so grateful for them. But yeah. it's more about just having conversations, and we were talking bro. about this off air before we started, just networking. Yeah, and it's just like the biggest leeway to have conversations with people. Like, I'm starting to get like hit up by people to asking to come on as guests yeah. that are like pretty big name people, and I'm like, huh. Yeah. This is dope. Yeah, man. Like I've, I've had some pretty big guests on mine too. And I was like, I was the same as you. Like I always had self doubt. I'm like, should I reach out to, you know, for example, Danny Green, like why the fuck would Danny Green want to come on mine? And they reach out to him and automatically says, yes, sends me his number, jump on a call. And it just, it's like one thing leads to another. Like once I have one person on, then like someone sees that and then another boxer is like, oh, I want to come on yours. Mm. And then it's like a ripple effect. You know what I mean? Yeah. How big a boxer that Harry yeah. Nice I on a couple of weeks ago. I wanted to get him on, man. He's, He's a I love his story at the moment. Oh, I've been following him. He's sick. He's so, such a legend. Yeah. You had him on? Yeah, I had him Fuck. on like a couple episodes ago. Episode 15. Have you had any other boxers? Two. No, I haven't had any other boxers on yet. Yeah. Boxers are good to have on, man. I don't know. They're just, they're different. Different mentality. Oh, <laughs> the, the discipline that comes with boxing, yeah. boxing and like, it's crazy, but man, let's um kick the potty off. What are you grateful for? Man, to be honest, right now? Yeah, right now. I'm grateful for my health, um, which I nearly lost. I'm grateful for my family. With our family, you have nothing. And I'm grateful that I, I can be able to help change and help people's lives. They're the Be- three main ones. Beautifully yeah. put, man. I want to put it straight back at you. What are you grateful for? Oh, <laughs> oh right now? Yeah. I'm going to go today. I've had a sick day. I just had like Fuck a yeah. really good meeting with like my mindset coach. I just had an epic surf with my one of my best mates, Harley Clifford, out on the jet ski. He's been a previous guest, actually. The eight-time yeah. world champion. Wakeboarder, oh, I, I saw we, that one. Yeah, he's legend. Um, and then I did a really nice yoga session this morning. And I actually got to do a random act of kindness this, this morning. I parked my car after yoga. And I was sitting in the car, like, it's so weird the way the world works. I was sitting in the car on the phone to my mum. Yeah. So instead of getting out of the car, I sat there for an extra five minutes. And then when I was finally getting out of the car, a car drove past and a phone fell off the roof. And oh, I was no like, way. oh, no. And I was like, oh, do I chase him down? I was like, oh, I'll pick it up. And I, I was like, how do I get this back to the person? I was like, oh, look for the emergency contacts. Because you can call an emergency contact on a phone even if it's locked. See, I didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah, see, <laughs> neither did I. But here, go a bit of education for everyone listening. So I called the number and... The guy's wife answered and she was like, oh, bloody dickhead, lost his phone. And I was like, no, no, it's all good. Like, I'm going to drop it off. Like, don't get angry at him. We all make mistakes. It's fine. And I kind of talked her down. It felt nice to do that. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, is it okay to drop it off? We live here. And I was like, oh, it's like two streets away. So I like went and dropped it off. And she's like, oh, can I get you a case of beer? And I was like, no, it's completely fine. She's like, where do you live? And I told her my address. And she's like, I'll come drop something off later today. So... I haven't, got, I haven't been to the letterbox for a bit, but I might have done. But I'm just grateful that <laughs> I could... probably come in while we're oh, potty. How much does that suck losing your phone? So I'm just gra- that's one thing I'm grateful for, that I could make this guy yeah. keep his phone. And I mean, in my t- teens, Cooper, I would have been like, how do I get this SIM card out and keep this phone? But I was just like, how do I get this back <laughs> Bro, you're the, the same as me, man. It's like when you mature, like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know whether it comes with age or um, life lessons or... I want to ask you though, what, how, wh- what made you bring out this clothing with gratitude like where did the gratitude all start with you 
Do you know what I mean? Like, why, why gratitude? I love like, that you're a podcast host too. I want to get to know I love it, bro. Story, I always man, ask people no, questions. I, I will. Um, I can answer that. I actually really had, I had an epiphany about this today. I'm like working on changing my workshop and into a bit more of a keynote. And I think the time that gratitude became important in my life was I had a very privileged like surf career. I was sponsored and did really well. And then I lost my sponsor and I went through a, a pretty dark stage like, oh, I'm not good enough. And am I just going to quit? And like when I'm 23, still in my prime. Yeah. And then I had to work as a tradie for like a year and a half. And for the first six months, I was all like pissed off like that other surfers are getting paid and I'm not and I'm better than some of them. And then I kind of just had this flip in my mindset from like reading different books. I can't remember the exact moment, but I just remembered like traveling and being away and being like, wait a second, the guys that I work with back home as tradies work all year for two weeks holiday. I work for two weeks. And then I go away for two weeks and then I work for two weeks and then and I like, grateful. yeah. And I was like, yeah. far out, like perspective just brought so much gratitude to me. Yeah. Bro. Um, and then, yeah, with the merch, I was just like, I think gone are the days where you go and spend 600 bucks on a Balenciaga shirt. So <laughs> then you can post it on your Instagram to try and make other people jealous and feel shit. It's like, yeah. How is that our mindset? I get like, if you've got the money and you want to wear something that's high, yeah. no worries. But the amount of people that buy stuff that they can't afford to impress people that they don't even like is ridiculous so i was like why not make merch that you can wear and it'll make you feel good yeah quite literally because and i'll tell you why you walk down the street wearing one of my gratitude shirts and you get a handful of people tap you on the shoulder not even compliments but it makes them feel good yeah. which then makes you feel good that you made them feel good it's like this like little circle economy i call it it fucking and, does man and then on top of it anyone who buys my merch i do a free workshop at a school for a kid so it's like there's just so many layers to my merch that yeah. people don't really know. So thanks for letting me, <laughs> letting I me love share that. that but... No, we need, we need more people like you, man, in this world. Like, you oh, know I what just... I mean? It's, that's what it's all about. So yeah, credit to you. All right, let's get into your story now. Where'd you grow up? What was your family life like as a kid? And yeah, let's go through. Yeah, man. So I actually grew up on a farm. <laughs> so completely different to where I am now. Um, my dad was a shearer. So yeah, it was like heavily into like the farm boy lifestyle. Um, was brought up very like disciplined and you know to eat everything and fucking you know I wasn't I was raised very different like I wasn't allowed like any uh like lollies or soft drink or anything but that brought me into the person that I am today with like health related stuff Mm. um I'm a big believer in your upbringing is kind of who you are um so yeah I was born in um Horsham Victoria um so down near Melbourne and I lived there for 10 years and then I moved up to Noosa um, where my parents currently live and I've kind of been back and forth from Noosa to Gold Coast um, the past yeah probably the past 17 years Wow! and um, yeah I've done a lot of traveling around the world before COVID haven't hopped on a plane for three years so I'm dying to get back on Wow! Um, but yes currently based literally in surface paradise um, I just I think we're in the best place in the world bro the beach um, I'm hell into gratitude affirmations I just I'm just so blessed like I've truly think we are so <coughs> like so blessed where we live man you know what oh, i mean you said that the first thing when you walk yeah. in the door to like where i live i'm like so lucky and like just in general the gold coast i think is the most magical place in the world well, yeah. i'm the same i've traveled so much and it's like oh, you yeah. come back here and you're like i don't really want to leave it's nice to get away but to yeah. stay here this is the best well it's good to get away to get perspective of how good it yeah, is literally <laughs> yeah so let's talk about your upbringing if you lived on a farm what was school like from what you can remember as a kid let's yeah. say up until high school yeah, school was very... Um, country to be, town? Yeah, country town. Very different, man. To be honest, I didn't take school serious. Um, I didn't really believe in it. I I thought it was all bullshit. Can I be like yeah. straight up raw? I thought it was all bullshit. Like I just thought like at the end of the day, like if I want to get a career or a job once I leave school, I don't really think like the maths or the English is going to help me get to that. And yeah, it can for some jobs, but majority of people it doesn't. Um, so I took school as a bit of a bludge and besides sports and hospitality, they're the only ones I really enjoyed, um, which is the two jobs that I've done after this. And yeah, I just, I cruised through school. I just, I had fun, um, you know, (laughs) tried to impress chicks, um, all of that type of stuff and yeah, completed year 12 and that was about it. Where'd you go to high school? Um, Good Shepherd Lutheran College in Noosa. So uh, a Catholic school. Yeah. It was, um... It was different, man. You know what I mean? Definitely. They, they try to push you to believe something different. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. You know what I mean? 
Was it a, a Catholic school or something? Yeah, Catholic. How was that? Yeah. Are you in, into religion much or was it? So I am, I'm heavily into God now. Yeah. But um, the way they like brought it upon you where you'd go to like um, like your, your service in the yeah. morning, what do you call it? Mass or whatever. Yeah, it's like, that's not me, you know what I mean? But you have to do it religiously every day, mm. you know what I mean? Until you finish school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good, man. Like it was a private school and, you know, it definitely kept my head screwed on. But then as soon as I left school, that's when my head went off. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, and that was all to be um, with who I surrounded myself with. I kind of got into the wrong crowd. I wouldn't call it the wrong crowd, but it was the wrong crowd for me. Um, I got heavily into the gym scene. I played sport all throughout high school. And then for some reason, I got into the gym scene because my mates were doing it. And it was all just about getting big and looking good and um, trying to impress people. And that went down a really dark road to addiction with steroids, man. Um, everyone was using it, man. And, you, you know, it's probably not a very touch subject with you because you're not in that scene. Yeah. But when you're in the fitness industry and in the gym, it's very commonly used. And people just like, they were getting such better results. And I was like putting in all the work and just like slowly progressing I'm like, why won't I take this? Do you know what I mean? So I just got hooked on it. I took it and um, one thing led to another six years down the track. And um, yeah, I six years six wow. years into it, bro. When you were like kind of leaving high school, what were your sort of dreams and aspirations career-wise? I wanted to be a professional AFL player. Um, I played AFL pretty high, pretty high representative. I wanted to be some type of sports player or mm. something like that. And then once I realized that that's so hard to actually achieve... Um, that's what I kind of fell out. I played for the Gold Coast um, Titans Academy for AFL. And then they're just so picky with recruitment. And when I realized it's like, it could be even about height or, you know, something else, I was like, fuck this off. And that's when I got into the gym scene. Uh-huh. So what were you doing when you left school work-wise to make money and stuff? So I started out with hospitality. Yeah. Um, I was doing a bit of barista work and then just a bit of uh, waitering. Um, and I did that throughout many cafes along um, have you been in Noosa? Mm, not nah. uh, Yeah, like a bit, but not yeah. well. Yeah, so I actually worked at Bistro C for a while. That's probably one of the main ones there. Um, and I did that until I decided to study my Cert 3 and 4 in fitness. And I did that at Fit College where I completed that and then my nutrition course. And that made me become a personal trainer. And then I worked at various gyms um, throughout Brisbane, Gold Coast and Noosa for probably five years. And I was just like, it just wasn't like fulfilling. Like I was just putting in so many hours, only making this amount of money. And I was like, how can I, how can I upscale? How can I up level? And I was like, I, that's when I downloaded like Instagram and social media and MySpace and all that. And I, I looked up to a few like different people in the fitness industry and they were online coaches. And I was like, they were doing my job, but online. And I was like, well, if, if I can do that and I can cater for literally the world, not just my suburb, mm-hmm. um, I don't have to pay overhead taxes at the gym because when you're a PT, you have to pay like 300 plus rent a week. Mm. So if I can take away that, I can accommodate for the world and I can work from my phone. Why the fuck aren't I doing this? Mm. And then I literally instantly just transitioned online. Wow. Obviously, it didn't just kick off like that, but you know, with time and consistency, that's what I've been doing ever since. Wow. I'm going to rewind a bit. I want to go into this steroid use stuff because yeah. I know you, <laughs> I've spoken to you a bit that it was a bit of a dark time coming off it, but let's talk about the beginning of it. What sort of pressures did you feel? Like, did you feel like you needed to take steroids to keep up with other people? Because you said for you in your mind, everything was about how you looked rather yeah. than how you felt. What was your mind like back then? Yeah, so that's when my social media started to kick off. Like I was getting brands starting to contact me. I was in relatively good shape and I was comparing myself to the best of the best. Like mm. I mean, I'm talking in terms of physiques. Yeah. So I was like, I was just putting so much pressure on myself to be that top image that I was like, if I, if I don't, you know, use this steroid, if I don't do that, or if I don't, I'm not going to get to where I want to be. So it was more like a toxic trait of social media and comparing myself to others. Mm. What about... Is steroids illegal? How do you get 100%, it? Hundred percent, bro. Is it, like, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get you. I'm not going to get you rat anyone out. But it's like, actually a class one drug, man. So, um, like, obviously, we'll go into this soon. But yeah, I nearly went to jail for them. So it's actually a very, yeah. yeah. But I just, you know, if you just walk into your local gym, you could get steroids easy. 
it's just like saying you go up to the biggest guy, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just connections. And then they they send it to you. You know, it's just like that. Yeah, it's like yeah. any drug man. You know what I mean? You go out for a party. You want some MDMA or some Coke. You ask someone and they just, mm. they secretly hand it to you. So, yeah. 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 What, um, what was that sort of journey like the first time, like taking steroids and stuff? Was it scary? I was very scared at the start. Like, you know what I mean? Like even needle wise, mm. like I was like, oh, and then to be honest, man, I did it for one week and I was like, this is so easy. And then I just, yeah, I got, and it just I made got, you like feel like, bro, I felt honest to God. I felt, um, so alpha. I felt on top of the world, like in terms of the gym, mm. like you just, you can just go set for set. You're so strong. Your like anaerobic capacity is just incredible. Um, you get leaner and you can pretty much, um, I shouldn't say this, but you can get away with a lot more food. Like, mm. you know what I mean? You can get away with a lot more without kind of doing the work and you get double the results. Yeah. So you're like, you just get hooked, man. Let's talk about the negative effects then. Everything. <laughs> um, to be honest, man, everything. Fucking mental, mental space. Um, how, how I was talking and associating with other people, my relationship with my family, my girlfriend, um, internal health, libido. Um, man, I can go into so many things, you know what I mean? Uh, hair loss, um, aging, you know what I mean? It's, I really, I, I don't condone and recommend it to anyone and I truly believe that. Mm. I've been down there, but for anyone listening, unless you're a pro, pro bodybuilder, you know what I mean? And there's 1% of the population, yeah. you don't need to be taking steroids. Yeah. Yeah, it's super interesting. Did you what sort of information or what sort of research did you do before you started taking them? I just did like a typical guy. I just typed in Google <laughs> forums. Um, what do I do for first cycle? <laughs> you know what I mean. And it's to be honest, I wouldn't do that for anyone listening because you just got people on there. You know, like forums and yeah. Reddit and that. They can just write anything, man. Mm. And what I experienced a lot is that everyone's chemical reaction is different. So, for example, if me and you went out tonight and we got drunk. You might get drunk off six beers. Mm. I might get drunk off 20. Yeah. It's the same as steroids. So if I told you to take this much testosterone, you could have a bad side effect. Mm. But for someone else, they're sweet on that. And that's why it's so like Dangerous. you can't just yeah. say do this amount or do this. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you're on that for quite a while. What was it like at the end sort of and when did you make the decision, you know what, I need to get off steroids? Yeah, so the they probably for the first like year or two there was like it was cool it was sweet i didn't feel any side effects i was living all the benefits from it mm -hmm. but then as time went on like you know any drug comes with a side effect and i was slowly just like you know i could feel my health deteriorating in terms of like my liver and kidneys i was very um tired i was yellow in the face um my urine was very it was almost orange um, yeah, this is straight up real, man. Um, I actually, it, how, how raw do you want me to go? How deep? Go, go as yeah. deep as you want, as much as um, you're willing to share, man. And, and then like, you know, it came to the point where I was like, I'm talking later down yeah. the track, like the last year or two. Um, like I would be in a relationship with my, my ex and, um, you know, we would try to have intimacy and sex and I couldn't get a, an erection. And that, the reason that that happens is because you're putting a synthetic testosterone in you. So when you're doing that, your body's going, okay, I don't need to produce it anymore. So it shuts down. Mm. And this is what people don't understand. And then once you take away the steroids, because eventually you're going to have to get off at some stage, yeah. your natural production doesn't work. So you can suffer things like you can't get an erection. Um, you can gain weight very easy, um, mental issues, all of that. So I suffered all of that, man. And... Yeah, it was hell, bro. It was, you know, I lost, so I lost a girlfriend off it. I nearly lost my family off of it. I nearly went to jail as I got caught with my own personal use of steroids. Um, and to be honest, when I went to that court case, um, after I got caught with steroids. How'd you get caught? Um, I literally just had it in my bag, man. How so the you? reason I put it in my bag is because my parents, they're obviously fully against it. Yeah. And they would, they could tell something was up. Like I was getting bigger and they would search my room when I left the house because I was living at home. So I was like, oh, fuck, I'm just going to keep it in my bag. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, cops pulled me up. and At the gym? No, no, I was just driving. And they, you know, I was still covered in tattoos. Yeah, yeah. And they just automatically searched the car. And then I got done not once, twice. And then once they knew my number plate and that, I actually got done a third time. 
So I went to three separate court appearances. On the third one, I was like, this is definitely jail time um, because it's a class one drug. And I, I, I know why, but I didn't go to jail. And the reason is I, I truly believe God was looking over me and he, he saw some potential in me and he saw a greater person in me. And ever since that day, when I hopped out of that court case, I've fully spiraled around. I've done podcasts, motivational speaking, and everything is just uplifted. Mm. So I was like, that was my sign that, you know, I am meant to do something with my life, not just be in jail, not mm. just be this, you know, steroid addict. Yeah. And that was my big change. Yeah, I feel like that's why, <clears throat> like having you on this podcast called Good Humans and people might hear the start of the story and be like, oh, not a good human. But that's yeah. why I love having this because I feel like people who can turn their life around are very special people. And I think it inspires people who are in a dark place to realize yeah. that there is light on the other side and that we can completely change who we are and our self-beliefs yeah. if we have the courage to do so. And sometimes it does take getting to rock bottom. Why yeah. do you think you didn't make that change after the first two court appearances? Um, yeah, that's actually a good question, man. No one's ever asked me that. I suppose I thought I could get away with it again. And so I was like, oh, because they just gave me a slap on the wrist, yeah. you know, just a fine. So I was like, is that all like fucking I'll just keep doing it. You know mm. what I mean? But once I knew that the third one could have come with like a jail penalty, um, penalty and not only that, just how it was affecting my mum and dad, like they were in tears. And mm. I just think I was like, yeah, I was just, it, I just hit rock bottom and I was like, fuck this. Like, this is not me. You know what I mean? Um, and I just spiraled out of it. And the reason I love talking about this so much, because so many people listening right now would, you know, we've all been down dark, hard roads and it might not be steroids. It could have been an alcohol addiction. It could have been, you know, Coke, ice. But what I want you to really take out of this is um, you can get out of that. Mm. And there's a lot of people that don't. And that's why I want to send this message is whether it's you have to go to rehab or you have to have this wake up call, you have to lose your girlfriend or your parents have to say, you know, move out of the house, whatever it is you can revolve from that. And there's certain steps that you can do along the way, but you truly have to want to do it yourself. Yeah. And no one changed it for me. I truly said, I got to stop doing this. Yeah. And it comes down to you. Do you know what I mean? Mm, taking responsibility. Responsibility, like, man. One, like... Yeah. Own up for your actions. Mm. I say it a lot, man. I treated people like shit. I treated my parents like shit when I was on it. But I'm, I'm happy to say that because I know I'm not that person now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, change is important. I, I'll tell this story because I think you relate to this and it's an interesting one. And I, I speak about this in my workshops. It's this idea of turning from victim to hero. Yeah. And so there's this story of these twin brothers. I'm pretty sure it's a true story. A friend of mine told me it and told me it was, so maybe it isn't, maybe it isn't. <laughs> so twin brothers and they had an alcoholic father. Yeah. And one of them ended up in prison, the brothers, and one of them ended up happy wife, family and kids. And a reporter got hold of their story and was like, why the hell are these two brothers, one's in jail, twin brothers, so different? Yeah. So she went and spoke to the one in prison and said, why do you think you ended up like this? And his answer was, with a father like mine, an alcoholic, how would I turn out any differently? Then she went and spoke to the other brother, who's happy wife, family and kids, and says to him, why do you think you ended up like this? I think I've heard And this. the answer was exactly the same. With yeah. an alcoholic father like mine, how could I end up any differently? And it's the way that we see our life. It's the way that we take responsibility for our future, yeah. whether we want to be the hero of the story or the victim of the story. It's literally a choice. There's obviously some terrible circumstances that happen to people that are completely out of their control, and I don't want yeah. to take away from that. But the way we react to stuff is the way, yeah, that we move forward. And it's like looking at your story, it's so cool to see just the zest in your life now and the light in your face when you talk yeah. about being able to share your story and use it as a positive thing. Yeah. It's real powerful. So what was that next stage like once you stopped um, using steroids? That was probably the hardest stage, to be honest. Yeah. Um, basically lost a lot of friends. As I said, the relationship with mum and dad was um, absolutely terrible. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but when I left the court case, because um, I had a bit of a following uh, I think I was on like 130k then and um, you know I was heavily tattooed up and as I was about to walk out the court case there was um, Channel 7 there, ABC, uh, fucking all of them but luckily my ex who came to the court case with me, she's very supportive, um, she could see that because she, she used to work for um, Channel 7 and she said like I would have just walked straight out and I would have got hammered on the news mm. everything and she's like she could see them, she's like do not walk out. Like, do not walk out. This is just going to absolutely deframe your page. Because yeah. I was working with a lot of brands. Yeah. So we literally sat in the court case for six hours. Wow. Like, after the court case. 
until they left. And she was calling people like, this isn't a story. Like fucking, you know what I mean? Like go find something proper. Yeah. And um, yeah, so after that, it was, it was a real hard process. Like first of all, it was hard because of body dysmorphia. Mm. Obviously my physique and not that I care now but obviously my physique deteriorated from what it was because you based a lot of your self-worth and image on yeah yeah so I was like I still wanted to train and I just felt like shit I felt weak Um, my libido was still suffering so I had no sex drive I had no interest in girls and then it was so hard to like build trust back in people because they wrote a massive article on Daily Mail so a lot of people saw it and they kind of was like Oh, stay away from Jackson, this steroid addict, you know what I mean? And it took me like a proper year of kind of just doing me and I, I changed gyms. I didn't talk to anyone that I hanged around with. Um, I tried to build a good relationship with mum and dad and just kind of like slowly, slow, um, slowly showing people that I've changed mm. until all the trust came back. And then I started to really work on my, my profile and my podcast and wanting to actually help people. So I could have just went down the road of, I couldn't have told this story once, but I want to help people because so many people have been down the road that I have been. Mm. And if I can change someone's life by listening to this or maybe one teenager, you know, they're thinking about using steroids because they have body dysmorphia. um, I just want you to know that it's, you know, it might be, you might think it's all fun and games and yeah, you're going to look better in a week, but listen to my story and all the downsides and side mm. effects and the cons that come with it, they just don't weigh it up, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it's something that I'm like so detached from like steroids and stuff, but I, it seems it's the a, whole idea of like the story and the news and stuff. It's just in my mind. I mean, I guess most drugs are like, it's only you doing something to yourself. Yeah. I mean, I got to look into steroids more, but it just seems stupid. Not stupid that it's a class one drug. Like, I get there's, yeah. obviously terrible for people but like why is it a class one drug if it's not yeah uh, i don't know but they only just made that recently so it's literally on the same spectrum as heroin which i find absolutely ludicrous not saying you should do it no, 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 but no, it's yeah. just like i don't get it man you know what i mean it's um yeah it's it's very bad yes yeah, yeah it's super interesting but and it's it's also a very untalked subject yeah, if so you that's find, why i'm fascinated having yeah, this chat right now but even like I'm so unaware even of, myself like I like I listen to tons of podcasts. I know everyone. No one talks about it. Mm. Nobody talks about steroids. And it's like I really want to open up and talk about it because yeah. I never hear about it. Like nobody opens up about it. But there's countless fitness people that are on it. Yeah, but they just don't admit it. Yeah, how many? Like, what do you reckon? Just as someone who goes to the gym probably almost every single day, drinking almost every time you walk into a kind of busy gym, there would be a handful of people on steroids. Well, I reckon eighty percent of males in gyms right now are on it. Really? Yeah, bro. You'd be surprised. Even females, because I'm a coach. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many females are even taking it now. Wow. Yeah, it's it's very flooded, man. But when you step out of the gym scene, it's like maybe one percent of the population's on it. Yeah. And that's why you're finding it so interesting because mm. it's like you surf and stuff, and it's like a surfer doesn't use it, yeah. or a, a te- like a football player. Like it's like it's just in the gym scene. So you yeah. know what I mean. But it's a very abused drug. Yeah, that's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. yeah, like you said, hopefully someone can listen to this story yeah. and might be on it or might be thinking about using it and maybe have some, yeah, just a bit more at least education around it. Yeah, because it's like the negative side effects that you said you went through. It's like yeah. you wouldn't wish that on your worst enemy. It's hundred like percent trying to realize, and that's something I try and do a lot with Good Humans podcast is make people realize. And this is what um my last week's actually a couple of weeks ago when this will come out, guest Rochelle Fox talked about that health isn't a look, health is a yeah. feeling. Yeah. And we don't get told that. Like, Did you the interview way, her? Yeah, Rich, have you oh, heard of Rich? Yeah, yeah I love it. I'm oh, going to listen to that. the best. Yeah. She's one of my like best friends. I'm actually going to one That's... of their retreats in Cyprus. Fuck. Bro, I was just talking to her the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, she's going to come on my potty. That's oh, such a small world. Yeah, yeah Rochelle and Chris are Literally like, three days ago. Friends. They're like... Um, but yeah, that's what you said. What did you say? Health is health, is, health isn't a look; it's a feeling. That's yet we so get told true. through the media and through everything mm. that it's like, oh, you got to look skinny and models and blah blah blah. So I think the more that podcasts like mine, yours, yeah. and people can start to realize that, like, hey, and there's some great social media. Like Steph Claire Smith is amazing. She was on my yeah. podcast ages ago. Fuck you, about everyone. <laughs> oh, not at all. Just <laughs> we got some big yeah. ones coming, but man. I'm, I'm stoked <laughs> to keep going with your story. So what? How old were you when you stopped? So I started, I can't remember off the top. Yeah. I started at about 20, 
which once again I wouldn't condone to anyone because as you know your your natural production of test is at its absolute peak through your teens and through your early 20s already, so it's like, so it's like yeah so it's like you're literally around. just shutting something down that's already super high mm. like um yeah so that was that was a stupid case in itself um so I did it from 20 till about yeah I'd say about 25 or so yeah so you've been off for like 2 years now I've been off it for about a year um, and honest to God, I've never felt better. <laughs> I've never felt better, like mentally, like I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, it's like a weight's taken off your head mm. and I'm just so, you would have seen the old me man and you would have been like, who is this dickhead? Like, I wouldn't have talked to you. I would have thought I was better than you. Mm. And now I'm like just the complete opposite. Like I'm just so mellow. I'm just so grateful for life. I just so much better with conversations. Um, I truly just say like to anyone out there that's doing steroids or drugs, any mm. drugs, mm. If, if you truly get off it, I guarantee you'll be a better person. Mm. And there's no, we don't need like medical data or anything to say that. If, if you get off drugs, I guarantee you'll be a better human. Yeah. Well, I've stopped drinking. I'm like, yeah. I'm like three and a half months or three months sober now. And I'm like, I feel great. You, you do just, like, and yeah. yeah, we all love to party and we all love to do this. And there's but, a place for it and it's fine. Yeah. But just in the culture in Australia is just like, it's bad. Every weekend, multiple times a week, drinking, partying, drugs, cocaine, like. But you know what? It's not even the weekend. And my good mate put on this story the other day. He's like, um, typical Aussie bloke. I've had a hard day at work. I've got to go home and I've got to fucking have a six pack for bed. Mm. And that's like what we think. And it's like, why do you have to have a six pack? And he put it on this story and he's like, why can't you go to the gym instead? Or mm. why can't you go, you know, for a walk? Or why can't you make something healthy for dinner? Why does it have to be, we have to end the night with alcohol? Because it's easy and, it's, and it numbs us from the shit reality that so many are living because we're all living above our means to impress people that we don't know to... Bro, and that's what drugs and alcohol are. They are, and it, you, you, it's an addiction to escape reality. Exactly. And that's what it is. So, mm. you know what I mean? You truly should love your life and yourself without the purpose of having to take something to feel better. Let's go into that yeah. part of your story then. How did you start to love yourself after the, um, yeah, I guess a year ago. So it's been a... Yeah. And to be honest, I still don't love myself fully. Mm. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. But I love myself a lot more than I used to. Yeah. Um, that was really come down to who I started to associate with and like look up to, like even pages like yourself. Like I, I really just was like looking up to more people that like do all this kind of stuff. And I, I started to get into like the affirmations and stuff. And um, I did a bit of breath work with a good guy, Todd Jarrett back in sunny coast. And then we just connecting with different people, the right people. Mm. And, you know, he even said to, to myself, he's like, you know, you should just wake up each morning and, just go go in the mirror and just look at yourself. Don't don't fake it, but truly look at yourself and just say like I am beautiful, like I am worth it. And man, I've been doing that religiously every day. Mm. And whether I am the most beautiful in the guy in the world or not, you never will be. Yeah. But you you have to believe that you we're all unique in our own way. Mm. And you have to love yourself. Like you can't impress everyone in the world. And that's what I used to try to do. I used to try and impress everyone and i'm like even when i did that man i still couldn't impress everyone i still had haters i still had people that talk shit about me so mm. it's like what's the point of trying to impress everyone if i just be myself the right people will revolve and come into my life like i'll spit something back at you you said like probably two years ago you wouldn't talk to me because you thought you're above me but you were trying to impress people yeah yet what i've learned through the work that i do and just me every day trying to be a better person and trying to communicate in a more open way and trying to learn and grow. I'm learning that that's a way that you actually impress people. People aren't impressed by how you look. People are impressed by how you make them feel. Right. That led me to my next, that's spot on bro. And that's what I, I started to say is I was like, at the end of the day, if I, if we do this podcast now and I leave you and I never see you again, are you going to think about how big my quads looked or no, I'm being straight up. Are you going to be like, Oh fuck yeah. His, his calves and his quads were big or he was ripped or are you going to leave how I made you feel? And that's, that's literally what it is. I remember now for like, even today when I had a, a meeting with a guy, I remember him for how, how we had that conversation, how he made me feel. I don't care what he looked like. Mm. It was how he made me feel. And that's what I really started to realize 
literally only as of the past probably six months. Mm. So it's yeah. how you make someone feel. Yeah, and it's and <laughs> being it's kind because we don't get taught that at school. Like it just we don't makes me pull my hair out. Like, and that's why I'm so passionate about what I do at school talks yeah. and stuff. And you were saying before that you're keen to try and start getting some of that stuff going too because I think if we have the courage to share our story in a vulnerable way, if we've been through stuff, like yeah. then it can really inspire people. And I, I think you've got a lot of value to add to people because like you said, you're speaking about something that is quite a taboo and secretive thing. Not yeah. Se- yeah. But that kind of secretive yeah. thing, the whole like steroid use. What's been the last, what's the last year been like for you? What have you been up to? And what's, um, yeah. What's the mindset coaching and stuff? What, what do you talk about when you talk about mindset? Just fucking incredible, man. I can't even explain. Like, I feel like every day kind of like it literally levels up. And I don't know if you get this yourself, but I feel like every day just brings a new opportunity or I'm creating something different or I'm connecting with someone new. And um, I don't know, like sky's the limit, man. Like I've got some big goals ahead of me. Um, I don't really want to say them all. Like I just kind of work hard in my own mm. my own little space. But um, yeah, every day I'm just, I'm so grateful that, I'm alive, first of all. Like, I, I reckon if I had been on steroids, um, you know, another four years, I reckon I would have been dead. Um, based off my liver and my kidneys, they were just elevated through the roof. Mm. So I'm just grateful that I'm alive, first of all. I'm grateful for my health. And um, I'm just grateful that, like, I can even come here right now and do a podcast with you. Like, I look up to you, man. And no, I'm being serious. Like, I just, it's like... I don't know, the, the world's weird and like how the energy and everything happens and it's mm. like, how did I even connect with you? You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's it's all meant to happen for a reason. But isn't it crazy the mindset shift that you've had from someone who like a couple of years ago wouldn't even give someone a time of day because they're not like... And that's why I want to speak so openly is because if you're suffering right now or you're that person, you can change your life mm. and it doesn't have to take 20 years. It could take six months. Mm. And like, I truly believe anyone can do what they want in life. Yeah. Like whatever they want you don't have to work that nine to five job if you don't want if you want to go and chase your dream go chase it you know what i mean i've I've been working on this concept a bit lately i spoke about it on my um one percent podcast but this idea that you're not your self-beliefs we all hear the kind of you're not your thoughts that's kind of step one of kind of awareness i'd say and consciousness in this field that i'm sure you do a fair bit of stuff in as well now around mindset and whatnot yeah realizing hey i'm not my thoughts but I think the one that's changed, and this is only something I've learned in the last couple of weeks or a couple of months, is you're not your self-beliefs. And once you go into that a bit deeper, you realize we've got self-beliefs because of what's happened in our life, but we can completely change our fork in a different direction. Like if we're heading true north and we go, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm not shit with money because I've just always told myself I'm shit with money because yeah. my dad um, was always stingy with money. Maybe I'm not this. And you start moving this little compass, 5, 10, 20... By the end, you get to 45 degrees. Or even if you're just trying to do 1% different every day and change your thought pattern, yeah. you get to 20% 20 degrees different. In five years, think about where you go if you go 100 kilometers or like, you know what I mean? If you travel yeah. for 20 hours in a straight line in the ocean in one direction compared to 20 hours in five degree different, you're going to end up in a completely different yeah. place. And when we start doing these daily habits and start realizing yeah. that, hey, if our mindset is around growth and our mindset is around continually learning and knowing and having the humility that we don't, know everything and we don't know anything yeah. the more you learn should make you realize that you know nothing is my mindset the more i learn so good, makes man. me realize that there's so much more that i don't know yeah and i say that to my because cl- i got a, a fairly big clientele and i say that to my clients every day like you don't have to you don't have to try and match me in a workout or you don't have to go from sitting on your ass to running a marathon the next day you literally just have to be one percent better every day that can be something so simple it could be like you know, you cut out that chocolate at night or you just go for a half an hour walk each day. It's just the little things. Like too many people put on the extreme in terms of like fitness and health related goals that then they fall off the bandwagon. Mm. And you see it all the time. They go from not dieting to an extreme diet and then they clearly can't sustain it. So then they go off. Mm. With my clients, I just want you to just have balance but enjoy the process because I'd rather you do it forever than this quick four week oh cut and then you know we Mm. just rebound yeah so it's like it's the same with business you can't go from you know you're not going to become a millionaire tomorrow you you might already be but (laughs) but I know what you're saying but you know what I mean you have to just slowly it becomes in little like levels but you learn like if I got the opportunities I've got in the last two weeks a year ago 
I wouldn't have had the capacity to deal with them. You have to work your way up to stuff. Yeah. And the more that you can realize, and yeah, I think the more that we can try and get our like baseline happiness yeah. up. So there's this thing called hedonic adaptation. So yeah. there's heaps of studies that people have won the lottery, have gone up to like this crazy peak of happiness and like fulfillment and stoked, but then they always come back down. Same thing. Somebody will lose a limb or get become paraplegic like and they'll go obviously way down but then generally they come back to this hedonic sort of line so the the concept i'm starting to think about a bit and i want to start bringing into my presentation is how do we bring our baseline up and to bring our baseline up we bring the one percenters we start doing just daily habits that make our life that little bit better consistently and then that baseline that we come back to whether we have a really bad day or a really good day the baseline continues to move and i want the baseline to be moving upwards and that's where the growth mindset i believe can make us have our baseline continually getting better because the more you know the more connections you have with people the better your life should get Man, I love that. Like you're fucking, you're inspiring me, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm and doing, I, I just love. I, I love this man, and, and I. This is why I love connecting with the right people. You mm. know what I mean? The right people, because I feel like that's a drug in itself. Mm. It, whether whether you do or not, whenever I have like I'm with the right person, or I have you know I've done countless podcasts, and when I leave that podcast, I feel like I'm on drugs. Mm. Like I feel like I've just. He's kind of like I've taken that message away and why the fuck can't I level up again now? Mm. And that's what your friends or your associates, that's how you should feel when you leave them. Mm. You shouldn't feel like you've gone down a level. You should feel like, oh my God, okay, that's going to make me go harder. Yeah, and you learn from that and be open to like, like this is a random example, but just being open to like learning from people. Like for instance, I had this guy, um, his name's Conan, he's a fucking legend, he might listen to this who's got a big, pretty big TikTok following. He does like these 30-day health challenges, like 8 KFC every day for 30 days and then done. Oh, like, really? And it's like blown up and he's doing a documentary on it. But he reached out to me a few weeks, or like a week ago, and was like, hey, man, like big fan of your content. I could see a few things that you could improve on. Like I'd love to like have a chat to you. And two years ago, Cooper would have been like, fuck this guy. Like, yeah. So I try and, but I was like, yes, tell me more. Let's get on the phone call to Savo. Yeah. What can I improve? And then from that, he's like, you should try and improve your hooks and you should try and do this a bit better with your TikToks. And in the last week, I've had a bunch of stuff like do better than I, like when I say better, but yeah. like, as, I don't know what the word is, as shallow as it might sound, our job is to create more content, to yeah. get bigger reach. And for me and you, the bigger the reach is, the more people it can impact. Yeah. So as much as it sounds like, oh, cheesy, trying to like yeah, get I'm more followers and stuff, for us in an industry where we're trying to help people, the growth is the best part because it's it everything. allows us to expand our reach to people with the same amount of content. 100%. So yeah, just going off that idea that like, oh, you're open-minded to like meeting people and learning from them is like, yeah. that's where I learn everything. And we don't know it all. And that's what you have to don't truly, <laughs> yeah, but that's, it's so true. And that's what you need. That's the mindset you need to have. Like, I don't know anything. So if you can teach me something, mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not, oh yeah, I know that better than him because yeah. I've done that. That's not how you got to think. Or even if you do know something really well and someone challenges it, going like, at least giving it the time of day before yeah. getting defensive. And if they're wrong, rather than like yeah. biting and trying to prove someone wrong, give them the facts and just like, yeah. hey, it's all good. Like, Yeah, I love it, man. Yeah, there's so much to learn. But something that's um, very important to most people in our space, in this wellness space, is morning routine. What's your morning routine like? Yep, so How morning routine used to be average as fuck. <laughs> it used to be, actually, it used to be just um, the alarm would be on and I'd just stop it. And I would just sleep most day, like most of the day, literally. That that, that was my old morning routine. Uh, I was so lazy. I had no ambitions, no ang- no goals. Is this after um, steroids or during the steroids? No, it was actually, it was kind of like during, like, like I still did all my exercise and that, but mm. I wasn't working. Um, it was just like, oh, I'll just sleep. I'll go to gym. I'll eat. And, I, and it was making money from taking photos of yourself at the gym. Yeah, it was really and bad. And then, as I said, it, it was more to Much who I look life, up huh? to now and who like, yeah, it's who I look up to and who who I look at on a, a day-to-day basis and who I associate with that I started to learn about like the, and I know everyone says it, the affirmations and the mindset and all of that and the... Um, it actually, works. Everyone says it because it, it works. Does. Yeah. gratitude every day. I'll be it, the gratitude drum does. until the fucking drum falls yeah. off. And I had, I'd love you to get this guy on your podcast, Todd Jarrett. I had him on my podcast and it was intense. And I asked, I was interviewing him and I said, what's your morning routine? 
and he called it the elite morning routine. And when I say elite, you have to go listen to it. It was like full in depth, like from the minute he wakes up and then he has an elite night routine and he is elite and there's a reason for it. And I just took a few little things out of that and started implementing it. Yeah. Um, so like for me, like it's, it's pretty basic, but when I wake, um, what I do is I, the first thing I do is I hop out of bed um, and I make my bed. And I, I know that sounds weird, but for everyone listening, if, if you get home after a day of work or whatever it is, and your room's messy and your bed's all, you know, crumpled up as opposed to clean and that, I guarantee you it just, it shifts your mindset. It makes you feel like more professional um, and like more grateful. So that is the first thing I do. And then I always just have like a, a morning drink, which I have like, do you want me to go into detail? Yeah, no, yeah so I, I just have like... Um, I have apple cider vinegar, I have fresh lemon juice, um, I have metamucil for fiber, I have a greens uh, powder formula, um, I have turmeric, and then I have a, cra- a crack of um, Himalayan rock salt, and I put that all in a drink, I skull that, and then I finish it with um, a bone broth. Um, and there's so many benefits to all of that in the drink, mm-hmm. so I truly believe like what you put in your body first thing is a big a big way of maybe how you feel and your energy mm. through the day. So do that. And then I, I got my little um, journal and like I got these little affirmation cards from Five Journal. Have you heard of that? No. You should get them to send you some out. Yeah, it's a massive. It out. Um, so what I do is they literally send you like, it's like a massive deck of cards and it's just full of the sickest affirmations. Sick. And what you do is every day you, it's got like a little card holder. You open it up and you just grab a new one every day. So I just grab it. And I just put it in. Mm. And I think today was like, um, I I am so grateful that I am healthy and alive and I can help change people's lives. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm. That's like literally what I'm grateful for. Yeah. And I, I kind of looked at it for a bit. I'm like, I just, all I needed was just to look at that card. And my day response. That my, was today. Like, and you come and record this today. My day was set. Yeah. No, but literally I just put that card in. I was like, holy fuck that resonates with my life and then i was like i walked out the door and i was fucking smiling i was like fuck i'm gonna go kill the day mm. and um but yeah that's what i do every day and then i just write down uh three things i'm grateful for yeah. and i honestly do this every day in my book um and then i always go out and i exercise so i always go for like an hour walk um or i go to the gym or something but it's usually an hour walk from there i'll go through like all my emails and messages and I'll reply to everyone. So I'm on a clean slate. Mm. Um, and I'll, or maybe I'll listen, I'll listen to a podcast and then the day kind of spirals from yeah, there and it can do be. anything. Yeah. But I'm a big believer in, um, you know, be grateful when you wake, um, you know, make your bed, um, maybe write down three things you're grateful for mm. and then do a little bit of exercise. Yeah. And to be honest, man, I guarantee you'll have a good day if you do those. Yeah. I find it's, that too. When you, and I'm sure you're the same. You probably miss slack some days. Yeah. I do. I, I fucking talk about morning routine all the time. I reckon there's, I go through stages where I'll do like a week where I'm just like, no, I'm not just snooze the alarm. Like, oh, I'll miss yeah. my meditation. But then when I'm on, like, I mean, I live like a five meter walk to the beach. Yeah. So I'll like try and make a coffee, like make my bed, make a coffee, walk to the beach, watch the sunrise. Cause it's like really good for, um, melatonin by looking yeah. at the sun in the morning getting into sunlight in the morning actually makes Andrew you sleep Huberman better at night yeah, yeah. Human Labs. that guy's a genius you gotta get him on yours that's the next big one <laughs> that's a, that's a big dreams but maybe one day manifest that stuff Andrew come um, on come on man and then I'll um come home and I'll like sit in my chair and I'll do a 20 minute meditation yeah then I'll like read a book for 20 minutes and then I'll do like 20 minute breath work so it's like I try and the way I'm like trying to think now is between 8 and 8 it's for the world yeah um and then the other eight and eight eight at night till eight in the morning is for me so i'm trying to like base yeah, it like after eight phones down i can only read yeah you know, right. have a tea zone it down and then before eight in the morning i'll try and wake up at six and i'll give myself two hours i'll walk to the coffee shop i'll get a coffee i'll um, yeah, that's a good aspect hey and then it's like bang like why do our phones need our attention before or after eight before yeah. eight in the morning or after eight it doesn't See, really I'm, a, I'm a bad victim of that. I me should too. probably try I'll that. I'll over and check my phone. Like, don't get um, me wrong. This is yeah. this is my perfect. Yeah. And I'm so far from perfect. I'm yeah. like, 
30% of the time doing this full good morning routine, but I feel so good when I do. Yeah. And the reason, like, I, I'm the same, bro. Like, for anyone listening that's unmotivated most days, or I'm the exact same. Like, I got up this morning and, like, not sorry, this morning, yesterday morning, and I didn't want to go train, but what I plug in my head is how good I feel after that. Mm. And that's what you need to realize is, yeah, you probably... It, yeah, it's not the funnest thing to do maybe, but you got to feel like what the, the effects are after. Mm. And that, that should be enough to get you out of bed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So not only the morning routine, I just want to quickly plug in your sleep routine is mm. like just as important. I had the sleep expert on my podcast, um, Olivia, and she, she listened in our podcast just about how to wind down. Mm. And it's so in-depth. And I can guarantee you right now, if you're feeling lethargic or moody or no energy or whatever it may be, um, maybe look at your sleep. Mm. Sleep is key. Absolutely. Like, you know, if you have a three hour sleep as opposed to a nine hour sleep, yeah. completely different human. Oh, absolutely. So it's massive. Yeah. I had um, Nicole Vignola, a neuroscientist on Good Humans. I think she's episode 45. It's my most listened to episode, actually. She's incredible. Nicole, Nicole Vignola. You have to I think listen I've to seen... it. Incredible. She, I had yeah. her on and then a. Um, she reached out to me through social media and then I had her on. She was like, no, I didn't have a, she had like 20,000 followers or something, posted some really cool like brain stuff. And then since coming on, we had a few really viral TikToks and then her Instagram, she's got like 400K now. Just like, she got what? a bunch of posts that had like millions of like reach just That's because, it. because people are interested in yeah. bettering themselves. I think there is a bit of a change I wanna, coming. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I want to ask you what, what was the biggest thing you took out of that episode? Was there anything that oh was like... God. Well, to be honest, Number one. I, I started a one-year sober challenge because of that podcast. She I, made she, you? Well, no, she didn't make me. No, she, not made you, She yeah. told me the effects alcohol have on our brain, and there's new studies out that show that just one drink a day can have leave, like, I'm not saying to anyone listening, go back and listen, I'm not a scientist. I'm, yeah. I'm paraphrasing here. But basically said that one drink a day can have longevity negative effects on your brain, and I was like... I've been drinking for 10, well, yeah. let's say 10 years because I'm 28, but realistically, probably since I was 15, multiple times a week. And I'm like, what sort of effect is that having on me? And All I just right. kind of did it for the discipline. And I was like, you know what? If I can do a year off, that'd be epic. And so I'm you like, started a year now? Yeah, so I'm like 12 weeks in now. And you dead set going to do the whole year? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I I'm, love I'm, that, I've man. got a podcast called 28 and Sober, yeah. so I'm, I did it to keep myself accountable. That's so, so good, like, bar. So yeah. I talk about my experience. I'll have to check it out. On Monday, I'd do like a five to eight minute episode just sharing how I feel, like what experiences I had where alcohol was involved, yeah, um, right. financially how it's affecting me mentally, physically, and just like... Bro, that's so funny. Yesterday, I went down to um, the Social Lab, which is a, a podcast studio, and I just went on um, a guy's podcast called the last drink podcast this is such so fucking weird and they were addicts for eight years and they had to they couldn't just have balance so they couldn't just have one drink they always got absolutely hammered and now they've just created a podcast um talking overcoming people to help with like alcohol addictions and how to like stay off it so yeah it's a big um market for it and it's been one of the coolest things like i do a tiktok about it every week and just the support that people show that tell their story like I've been off it for a year my life's never been better and then you get the average the odd person going like this guy sounds boring and I'm like yeah you You must be hurting bro like what's going on in your life for you to think that I'm boring because I'm taking care of myself bro that's what this guy said he always says if someone hates on you don't take it to heart because it's them it's hating on themselves and this is what this guy's told me he's like at the end of the day maybe wish them well maybe love on them because they're going through something and that's why they're hating on you. That's and it's what, so true. That's what I wrote back to the guy who commented, this yeah. guy must be fun. I was like, um, thanks for the comment. I really appreciate you helping me out with the algorithm. <laughs> oh my God. And that's how I respond now. And you know what I mean? You're not harming anyone, but... Um, yeah, as long as you come from... That's what, like, my whole thing is based around, like, living with values. If I know that I'm doing my best every day to be a kind person, take care of myself, have positive interactions with anyone I run into... Yeah. If people treat me like shit... That's yeah. them. I've got That's enough great people around me that treat me well. Yeah. That I'm like, hey, you're hurting. Like, I empathize with people who try and be negative to me, which is very, very rare, I must say, because yeah. obviously I'm doing some stuff that people do get quite inspired by and give me a lot of praise for, which I'm so grateful for. But it's just trying to, yeah, the more I try and be better, the more people gravitate towards it yeah. and hopefully be inspired to do the same themselves. Yeah, I love it, man. Man, it's been an epic chat. What are we at? <laughs> We're almost at an hour, but... 
if you've listened to a few episodes, you might know the question that you're about to... Actually, I'm going to ask you first. What, what's coming up for you? Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to tell the listeners before we wrap this thing up? Yeah, lots coming up. But um, probably the biggest thing that I've been working on the last two weeks is a, a fitness retreat. Yeah. Uh, or I wouldn't even call it a fitness retreat, just a retreat. It's got like yoga and everything in it and fun, fun and games. So I'm hosting that in the Wit Sundays. Um, it's called Reborn Escapes. Um, and it's a five-day retreat. And... Yeah, I just can't wait to be the head trainer and have a bit of fun. And we got breath work in there, and it's just going to be that could kick off to anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, that's probably the biggest thing that I'm working on at the moment. Sick. Yeah, I'm excited actually. I'm yeah. Rochelle, who we were speaking about obviously a second ago in the podcast, they have Mindspo and they do retreats. And we're going to organize a good human factory, like well-being retreat in Bali next year. But oh, I'm going to, I'm frothing, but I'm going to, I'm going to Cyprus in September to go do one of their week-long meditation retreats. Damn. But the thing I'm most excited about is I've traveled my whole life, but I've always gone there to have a good time yeah. rather than to just be. Yeah. I'm so excited be to, completely go, different. to go to a, like, even like your retreat, like just to go somewhere to take care of yourself and yeah. be in this environment. I'm like, I think there's... I mean, I've never been to a retreat like that. So I'm like really excited to realize that, hey, we don't have to spend money just to travel and experience stuff. Yeah. Travel somewhere that, for a retreat and go there and you come home feeling better and motivated and inspired. So that's what I'm really excited to go to yeah. my retreat for. It should be, should be fun. I wouldn't Frothing. even um, mind going to that. Cyprus, <laughs> September. Yeah. I think that was Cyprus insane. Yeah. I've never been to, have you been to Cyprus? No, never, man. man. That would be unreal. I know. I'm, I'm so excited to travel. I actually a kind of don't even know where that is. <laughs> where like is the it? bottom... <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna get this wrong. Cyprus. But it's like kind of it's near cold. Turkey. No, warm, tropical. Oh, it's like Cyprus. Near Turkey. Oh, it's like above of, the Middle East, yeah, yeah. below Europe. Like in the that would be unreal. Of, yeah, I can't wait. I was thinking see. Cyprus, like kind of near like Canada. I don't know. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the, I'm just so excited to travel without a surfboard. I've like traveled. Yeah. Every every time I've ever gone on a plane, basically until the last year with my work has always been carrying a big surfboard bag around, whereas I'm like, yeah. I'm going to go to America, I'm going to go to And you'll take Ibiza, so much out of it. And then I'm going to go to Cyprus, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait. It's going to be epic. But, yeah. man, this has been an epic chat. The last question I ask everyone, with, the last question I ask everyone is, what does being a good human mean to Jackson Tippett? Oh, that was a good one. Um, being a good human... I, I pretty much already summed it up. It means helping people. Is that is that okay to say? Like, Absolutely. I think being a good human is um, caring for other people, um, you know, looking out for one another, uplifting one another, um, supporting one another, which a lot of this world doesn't do. Mm. You know what I mean? And not not having, not seeing someone as competition. I, I, I shouldn't say hate, but I hate that someone sees someone else as competition. We all are on our own unique level. We mm. all can do our own thing. Freak, this is a prime example. I'm on your podcast. I have a podcast. Why do I see you as a threat? Do you know? But that's how a lot of people think. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, or if, if I jump on his, maybe he'll get some more views than me. It's like, it should be the complete no. opposite. I'd rather get on here, spread my message. You come on mine. We both up level. Absolutely. And that's what I think life is about. Absolutely. It's something that I've been like leaning a lot into lately. And it's something, it's a mindset that I didn't have through my early twenties, this idea. And it's a concept that has changed my life that if you're only happy and fulfilled when you succeed, you've got one chance to be happy. If you're happy and fulfilled when you're five best mates, how many f people do you know that get not disappointed, but get jealous when their friends succeed. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the most common things oh. ever. Australia, tall poppy syndrome is yeah. disgusting. It's frustrating. Anyway, so then I like learned this concept that's it's from this book, Jonathan, um, by Johan Hari, Lost Connections. And I think it's from that one. I read too many books, <laughs> but it's, it goes under this thing. It's like, if you're only happy when you succeed, you've got one chance to be happy. If you're happy when the five close people oh, around you succeed, you've got five chance to be happy. Imagine if you're happy when you see yeah. someone on the news succeed in a support that... You're fucking you're happy every day. You're happy every day. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, if you're trying your best and you don't succeed, who cares? You've yeah. tried your best and somebody else succeeds, be happy for them because why not? It's like, you can either be sad or happy. It's a choice. Victim or hero mentality. I wish um, I wish everyone on social media could really listen to that. <laughs> oh, it's a hard one. I've yeah. got to clip that one. That's a good one. It's I very to... toxic Instagram and any social media. You know what I mean? I wish everyone could just be happy if someone succeeds. I do my <laughs> absolute best to when I see like anybody post something about success or just yeah. anything. Like I try and show up and I try and at yeah. least like give them praise for it and like actually care, not just say it because it makes 
like yeah, yeah good, I know say you because I'm like actually like dude that like for instance I was watching the surfing competition last year I mean last night and two young Australians um did really good Ethan Ewing and Jack Robinson they got first and second in the, like one of the biggest events in the world at J Bay and a few years ago I would have been like oh I could have done I could have done yeah. that in that mindset where I was sitting there just like cheering at the screen going like yes yeah. boys like this is so epic to see like everybody succeed like succeeding and. Whereas in my junior career, I would have, whenever my friend, whenever I lost in a surf comp, I'd hope my friends lost because I didn't want them to do better than me. Whereas now I'm just like, just watching anybody succeed because I understand how hard it is to succeed. Yeah. Watching anybody succeed, you should be happy for them. But you know what you find just quickly is when you actually like um, are happy for people that succeed, the energy comes back on you. So when I shifted, because I used to be the same, I used to be competitive, jealous, all that. But now I'm, I just show love to everyone because I just, I just want the world to be like a happy, loving place. Mm. And it's like it radiates back on me and people are like, for example, people are happy that my podcast's doing well and this and that. And it's like I never used to get that. So I just want to keep radiating that energy. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, there's, enough, there's en- enough success to go around in the world. But dude, thank you so much for coming to my little studio, having a chat. Thanks for being real honest and open about steroids and your story because I think there'll be some people who listen to this who might not relate to the steroids, but might relate to other parts of their life. And I think that's the important thing with good humans, this idea that we can learn from anybody's story and we can be inspired by anybody's story if we have this growth mindset and if we have this mindset of, oh, I'll pull a little bit of information out there and relate it to my life. And there's been many magical moments in this chat that I'm sure people will take a lot from. So I guess the last thing, where can anyone find on socials? I will leave it in the show notes, but do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, just just my Instagram, just at I am Jackson Tippett. Everything's in my website bio. Jackson with an X, O A. Yeah, X. Yeah. Um, no, I just want to say thank you for having me on, man. And um, you know, I I think there's mass. I don't think I know there's massive things coming for you. Um, I think just keep spreading what you're doing. Um, you know, I think if we can kind of make this like a ripple effect where there's more people like you in this world, like I think the world would just be a better place. So keep it up, man, and love your work. Cheers, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for jumping on. Cheers. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.